0: section 20 of ontario public school geography this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. dot org recording by sarah jennings ontario public school geography by the ontario department of education section 20 the province of british columbia position extent and people british columbia The most westerly of the canadian provinces extends from the forty-ninth to the sixtieth parallel of latitude and from alberta to the pacific ocean and southern alaska it averages four hundred and twenty-five miles in width and has an area of three hundred and fifty-five thousand square miles it ranks third in size among the provinces being surpassed only by quebec and ontario when british columbia entered confederation the white population numbered only about 10,000. Since then, the population has steadily increased and now totals over 500,000. Owing to the position of British Columbia on the seaboard facing the Orient, there has been a considerable immigration from China and Japan, and about 30,000 Chinese and Japanese have made their homes in the province. There are also about 20,000 Indians. The Chinese are mainly engaged in fishing, market gardening, and domestic service, the japanese make their living by fishing and lumbering the indians live for the most part upon their reservations the white population is almost entirely of canadian or british extraction coastline only the southern half of the province fronts on the pacific for a long narrow coastal strip belonging to alaska cuts off the northern portion from the sea the coastline about five hundred miles in length by airline is so irregular and indented with long inlets reaching far into the land that the mainland of the province has an actual shoreline measuring seven thousand miles if the shoreline of the islands fringing the mainland be added british columbia can boast of fifteen thousand miles of coast bordering on the pacific ocean the islands along the coast are very numerous the most important is vancouver island separated from the state of washington by juan de fuca strait and from the mainland of british columbia by the strait of georgia and queen charlotte sound vancouver island is 285 miles long and from forty to eighty miles wide with an area of twenty thousand square miles almost the size of nova scotia the next largest are the islands forming the queen charlotte group separated from the mainland by the hecate strait the multitude of bays and sounds along the whole coast both of the mainland and of the larger islands Provide numerous harbors in some of the inlets the water is too deep to afford anchorage, but in all there is shelter from the storms of the Pacific surface and soil the province is traversed from north to south by four principal ranges of mountains the rocky and selkirk ranges on the east and the coast and island ranges on the west. The rocky mountain range preserves its continuity but the selkirk range is broken and confused four mountainous areas together form the selkirk range the purcell the selkirk the gold and the caribou mountains between the selkirks and the rockies lies a remarkable valley extending northerly from the international boundary for a distance of seven hundred miles west of the selkirks is the great interior plateau Much of the plateau has been so eroded by streams that in many parts its surface presents the appearance of a succession of mountains. In other places the surface is less broken, and there are wide, rolling plains dotted with low hills. These are excellent farming and pasture lands. The coast range is considerably lower than either the Selkirks or the Rockies, averaging about 6,000 feet in height the island range paralleling the coast range is mostly submerged only the highest parts are above water these form the thousands of islands along the coast although british columbia is so mountainous it contains much good soil in the valleys and on the alluvial plains through which the rivers flow when nearing the sea even upon the mountain slopes there is sufficient depth of soil to nourish the immense forests which are distinctive features of the province RIVERS AND LAKES. The rivers and lakes of British Columbia are very different from those of the rest of Canada. The rivers are turbulent rushing streams which turn and double and twist as they sweep around the bases of the mountains in their eager rush to the sea. Sometimes they expand into long narrow lakes, often of great depth. In British Columbia there are no long stretches of river navigation without serious impediments. There are no great inland seas such as those of eastern and central Canada the province is however literally studded with small lakes which nestling in placid beauty in the mountain valleys are a delightful contrast to the stern grandeur of the surrounding peaks british columbia is the watershed of the pacific slope all the great rivers flowing into the pacific with the exception of the colorado take their rise within its boundaries of these the most important are the columbia which flows for six hundred miles through the province before crossing the international boundary forming in its course the upper and lower arrow lakes the fraser seven hundred fifty miles long which flows for the last eighty miles of its course through a fertile alluvial plain and the skeena and Stikine, which drain the northwestern part of the province the northeastern portion is drained by the peace and laird rivers which flow toward the northeast and eventually pour their waters into the Mackenzie River. Scenery The mountains of British Columbia, especially the Rockies and the Selkirk range, present to the traveller an endless variety of scenery, which ranks with the finest in the world. They themselves are unspeakably grand. There is no monotony in them, for the jagged outlines of the huge masses of rock flung high against the sky are ever different ever-changing as the traveller journeys on there is endless variety too in the narrow canyons in which far beneath the mountain torrents rush headlong to the distant sea and in the green valleys and grassy meadows nestling at the base of the frowning mountains to them the eye turns with relief when wearied with the vain attempt to grasp the gigantic portions of the mountains there is a feast of colour everywhere the dark grey of soaring pinnacles of bare rock the dazzling white of the eternal snow, the brilliant green of grassy plots, and the deeper hue of the forest trees, the white foam of turbulent streams, the glint of mountain lakes, the blazing patches of vivid red, purple, and yellow which blotch the canyon walls. The mountains never grow wearisome to the traveller, not in a whole lifetime could he discover all their beauty and grandeur. CLIMATE the climate of british columbia varies considerably in different parts the westerlies blowing over the warm north pacific drift exercise a moderating influence upon the coast and provide a copious rainfall the westerlies are cooled to a certain extent by the comparatively low coast range and yield a portion of their moisture upon the western slopes in the lee of the mountains there is a dry belt of country with little rainfall The Selkirks, being much higher than the coast range, cool the west winds still more, and force them to give up most of the moisture which they have retained after passing the coast range. There is, therefore, a heavy snowfall upon the peaks of the Selkirks. The still higher Rockies complete the process of condensation, but the precipitation of moisture upon them is comparatively slight. In this way a series of alternate moist and dry belts is formed. The climate of Vancouver Island and the coast, generally, is much like that of England. The summers are warm, with much bright sunshine, while severe frosts are uncommon in winter. To the east of the coast range, the climate is quite different. The summers are warmer, the winters are colder, and the rainfall is rather light. In the extreme north, the winters are severe. Agriculture Although a large part of British Columbia is mountainous and covered with forest growth, It is estimated that the province has over 12 million acres of land suitable for agriculture. Only a small part of this area is now under cultivation. Further, much of this acreage is fit only for pasture. In the valleys, however, and in the bottom lands at the mouths of the rivers, there is a great deal of really valuable agricultural land, and these lands produce abundant crops. Wheat, barley, hops, and roots and vegetables of all kinds do well, sugar beets celery and tobacco are beginning to be cultivated on quite a large scale in fruit growing especially the province has made great progress apples grapes apricots peaches plums and cherries grow to perfection as well as strawberries and other small fruits good pasture land makes dairying and stock raising easy and profitable lumbering the magnificent forests of british columbia are her greatest asset Throughout the coast region, and to a smaller extent the wet belts of the interior, there are huge tracts of superb trees, such as the Douglas fir, hemlock, red and yellow cedar, spruce, larch, and pine. The coniferous trees attain an immense size. A diameter of 8 to 10 feet is not unusual, and there are individual specimens with a girth of 50 feet or more. The cedar cut is used mainly for the manufacture of shingles. The spruce yields the raw material for pulp and paper manufacture the timber of british columbia is in constant demand in alberta saskatchewan and manitoba and much is also sent to eastern canada the united kingdom china japan south america africa new zealand and australia mining the mountains of the province are rich in minerals gold silver copper lead coal and iron are all found copper yielding the most abundantly the coal deposits both on vancouver island and on the mainland are especially noteworthy it has been estimated that they contain forty billion tons at the present rate of removal that is sufficient to last for thirteen thousand years fishing the waters of the north pacific around the coast of british columbia rival those of the north atlantic in productiveness and fishing is one of the great industries of the province british columbia for some time has ranked first among the provinces in the value of fisheries and now contributes nearly one-half of the entire production of the dominion the fish of outstanding importance is the salmon when the spawning season comes the salmon move from the sea into the rivers in immense numbers the salmon are caught while entering the rivers from the ocean during the season from june to september many forms of traps nets and fish wheels are used for this purpose if most of them were caught on their way up the river the fish would soon be all destroyed to avoid this the government regulates the placing of nets so that a large number of the fish may still get past the nets to the spawning grounds after the fish are caught they are sent to large modern canneries where the work of cleaning and canning them is done by machinery immense numbers are handled in a very short time without being touched by hand the halibut fisheries are also valuable prince rupert is the center of this branch of the industry one of the largest cold storage plants in the world devoted exclusively to fish has been erected there and from it halibut packed in ice is shipped as far as the atlantic seaboard herring and black cod are also caught the whale fisheries are of considerable importance Manufacturing. The manufacturers of British Columbia are closely connected with the natural resources of the province. Lumber is manufactured, in all its forms, for home consumption and export purposes. Large smelters are operated in the mining districts, and coke is manufactured on a large scale at Fernie and other places. Pulp and paper production is steadily increasing in importance. Salmon canning is, of course, one of the largest industries there is a large sugar refinery at vancouver victoria and vancouver have well-equipped shipbuilding yards cities and towns victoria the capital of british columbia is built upon the eastern side of a narrow inlet opening into vancouver island from the strait of juan de fuca there are excellent harbour facilities although the commerce of the city is considerable and although there are several important industries in it Victoria is essentially a residential city. The legislative buildings, which overlook the harbor, are among the most beautiful and imposing structures on the continent. Three miles from Victoria is the fine harbor of Esquimalt. It has a large dry dock. Near the city also is erected a Dominion Observatory, possessing a telescope which is one of the largest in the world. Vancouver, with its important rail and ocean connections, is the chief city of the province and the third in population in the dominion it is situated on a peninsula jutting out into barard inlet and has one of the finest natural harbors in the world its dockyard facilities are excellent vancouver is the western gateway of the dominion and its import and export business is very large it is also the headquarters of the larger industrial enterprises of the province which include the manufacture of lumber the refining of ore salmon canning sugar refining and shipbuilding As much of the Alberta grain crop passes through the port, the city has several huge elevators. It is the seat of the University of British Columbia. New Westminster, 12 miles from Vancouver, and connected with it by both steam and electric railways, has large fishing and lumbering interests. Nanaimo, on the east coast of Vancouver Island, has large coal mines in the vicinity. The surrounding country is good farmland, and both fruit-growing and mixed farming are rapidly increasing. Prince Rupert, one of the western terminals of the Canadian National Railways, is a port of growing importance. It is also the headquarters of the fisheries of the northwestern coast. Rossland, surrounded by hills containing immense deposits of iron and copper ore, is an important mining city. At Trail, 14 miles away, are immense smelting works— a lead and silver refinery, and a factory for making lead pipe. Fernie, on the Crow's Nest Pass Railway, is a coal mining centre. Great quantities of coke for smelting are made nearby. Nelson, on Kootenay Lake, is the commercial centre of the southern interior part of the province. It has a large smelter, a flour mill, and fruit-packing establishments. Kamloops, on the line of two transcontinental railways about 250 miles east of Vancouver, is the distributing centre for a large agricultural, mining, and lumbering district. End of section 20.